1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the real down. I'm your host Jimmy Skinner, and with me, as I would say always, but as sometimes, yeah. Uh, it's been Daddy about G. a
2: month or so since we've been on a show together. I don't
1: like. know if we've done one together since ICAST. I can't remember. I think maybe we've done one.
2: Yeah, maybe the one. uh I can't remember which one. Oh, the one with Vinny for the the other oh, No yeah. Limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's been. It's been weird, like, uh, sick, injured, busy, repeat, babies, babies. um, how's that going by the way?
2: Uh, it's going, I'm, I'm still, I still feel like I'm adjusting. It's been hard to figure out how to balance work, babies, fishing, other stuff. Like it's, uh, it's a lot.
1: Yeah. You just got to take the fishing out of it. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much how it's gone. So like, you know, I've I've got one to do in November, but I haven't been doing any fishing. I have not fished since the week before I cast. So, hmm. I don't even remember how. But yeah. uh which I I, I can't anyway cuz like I broke my wrist, so it's
2: Yeah, it might be a little difficult to Yeah. I'm getting there though. I'm a spinning rod.
1: But I'm getting I'm getting the motion back. Uh like this hurts and like anything with my wrist bit. Upwards like that. I can't yeah. have weight on it, but uh, we're getting close. I, I try to use it a little bit each day, just kind of rehab. Yeah. Um. Not do nothing crazy. Done pretty good about not like. I've only like reheard it like twice, and both of them were just like completely accidental. And nothing you. Could did you tell anybody?
2: It. Did you tell the show the story of how you heard it?
1: No, I didn't. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, you should definitely go. Through. Yeah. yeah so uh you know working with my new boss and uh, <laughs> we were taking a break from working in the shop making parts and uh he had some trees that came down and we were gonna clean them up so he hooked he hooked up a little trailer like a like a little bitty like sod trailer and i mean tiny this thing is like three feet long to his lawnmower <laughs> and we load everything up in there and we take it to the road. Yeah. Well we did this like the week before and he kept telling me just jump in the trailer and ride back there. And I was like, no, I'll walk. It's fine. Well, this time the tree is like at one end of the property and the driveway is at the other. So I was like, screw it. I'll jump in the back. So first trip, that was fine. Second trip, me and him acting like 10 year olds. I say me and him, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, We unload it. I jump yeah, in the back okay. and he, he like does a little like quick S to like, you know, shake it. And as he does that, I realize it's coming off the ground when he does it. And before I can say like stop or anything, he makes the like fastest turn to the right at a full 90 degrees and the trailer just flipped and it like, he just yucked me out of it. ejected you, it's like, a, I,
2: like somebody on a jet ski, how they like, will try to throw literally car of dude,
1: it. <laughs> like just high sided me like hell. And, yeah. uh, I tried, like, so when it started to tip over and I knew it was coming over, I tried to, like, jump to, like, get over the sides and, like, try to, like, straighten up and get on my feet. And, uh, never even got close. Like, I, because, again, small trailer, it's, like, so low to the ground that all I did was, like, speed up my impact speed. Yeah. And I landed flat on my wrist. And, like, I flipped over both my legs, like, slung into his brick mailbox. And mm-hmm. so I'm like just laying on the road laughing and, like, Like, okay, I'm going to get up. So I get up. And as soon as I get up and my arm goes down by my side, like all the pain set in and like, I've never broke a bone before this, like had a bunch of bad sprains and hyperextensions. And like, I knew it was worse than that. And was just like, Oh, this isn't funny. Like, this is my right hand. This is my, this is, I do everything with this. Like 95% of my job is with power tools with my right hand that you can't run left-handed. And, Mm. uh, it's been an interesting Have you learned agenda.
2: how to do anything new left handed since then?
1: Well, I'm pretty ambidextrous, like naturally. Yeah. So like everybody makes jokes like, oh, you you know, you can't wipe your ass with your left hand. Like I literally can do best about anything in my life other than like throw a football with my left hand. Yeah. And uh so it it honestly it's not been that bad, but like like I said, the power tools and stuff for work, like if you run them left handed, it throws all of the debris in your face because they they are rotational tools yeah. like grinders. You can't reverse the rotation. So it's like, sure, you can Man, use it with your suck. left hand. I but never you really can't. thought about
2: that. It'd be terrible to be like any, any kind of carpenter or anything left-handed. Like,
1: yeah, I, I tried like I did. I was like, well, I'll grab one. I'll clamp the part to the table so I don't have to hold it and I'll try it. And like, soon as it strikes metal, it's like, in, I mean, you're wearing protective gear, but it still just beats you up. Like, yeah, sure. And you I was, see where you're and all that like no I don't even don't even try it's not worth it so but other than that I mean it's been it's just been annoying but it's almost over thank God Good. Uh but you get there here. hopefully uh hopefully get to do if I get to fish I think it'll be like end of this month uh at, at soonest that's so, like my
2: last tournament of the year is the end of this month and then I basically Plan on just taking kind of, kind of a chill break for a little bit.
1: Plan Helping on it, a.k.a. Kid. the wife said you're done. <laughs> I no, that was, that's
2: more than self-inflicted. I've been doing terrible at the last couple tournaments I've been to, and I think I just need a second to, like, re-evaluate what I'm doing and kind of get my shit together a little bit. There you go.
1: Yeah. Well... Today's show is we're going to talk to two guys that have their shit together and yeah, yeah, they seem is, to have
2: figured something out.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh really cool. This is the furthest out west show we've done. We've done a bunch of ca- I mean, I guess if you go by like mileage from where we are, parts of California probably are further, but you know, no one cares. But uh yeah. <clears throat> but this is uh this is a new one for us. Um and there was some monster fish caught at this one, but we're covering the native no limits. Let me say it right. The native no limits, big bass power hour uh, on, and I'm probably going to butcher how you pronounce this. Umatia. It, yeah. It
2: just says Columbia river on the event page, but on Tourney
1: X it yeah. says the Columbia river and Lake Umatia. And it was also a kind of a double dip event with the OKBF and WKBF, which I'm assuming is Oregon kayak bass fishing and Washington kayak bass fishing. <clears throat> Um, and there it says Columbia river, Lake and well. fishing Northwest series, I guess everybody in their mama was out here, yeah. but, uh, let's just bring these guys in and, uh, let them tell us about it. So we'll start. We have the no limit overall winner. Cita, what's going on, man? And hey. then the winner of the other joint event, uh, Josh Dugger, what's going on, fellas?
3: Hey, thanks for having what's us. On? Yeah, man. Yeah. Good, good to have you
2: guys good glad to get glad to get some people from out west on here i think i feel like it's been neglected this year it seems like
1: i feel like it's like four o'clock there but i know that's not right it's probably like <laughs> six
2: yeah it's six that's yeah, cool
1: <laughs> well uh you know welcome to the show first time for both of y'all being on uh either of y'all listeners uh, as of two days ago, yeah, yeah, okay. hey, awesome. That's what it takes. I mean. <laughs> I, I, so I actually said something about that in in the last episode I did. Like, I remember I was approached to be on the show for an episode before I really knew what it was. So it's if that's what it takes to get the word out there, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. But um, yeah. Now I you always, can spread uh, the word. <laughs> I always tell
4: people, you know, the Pacific Northwest is like three to five years behind everyone else when it comes to kayak fishing. Yep. That's you why know, I started a thought. lot. Started a lot later. So like a lot of these podcasts and everything, they, they just haven't made it up there yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully this will help kind of spread that and build some more excitement up here. Well, heck yeah. yeah. For, we'll, sure. for any, we've been for any seeing a lot listeners. of,
2: uh, yeah, we've been seeing a lot of uh, big events and stuff happening out there this year that we've go went, ran through with our recaps. But, uh, and I think every time I'm like, man, we should get somebody on from out there. Cause it's usually some kind of like, Big 90 something inch limit that wins it. I'm like, wow, I didn't see that coming out of
1: and Washington are, or Oregon. These shows, honestly, we usually have the best response. But like, I remember the first time we covered, uh, what is it? The Ontario Kayak Bass Fishing Group, uh, in Canada. And, you know, nobody thinks about bass fishing in, in Canada. I mean, maybe like some of the lakes that that share, but that's about it. Yeah. But, uh, those have always been good. And like the, you know, like he just said, those guys have been putting up like 98 inch plus bags this year, just consistently. And, uh, it just, you know, it's something new for everybody to listen to, but for any new listeners that listen to this one, that came here because of you guys welcome and, uh, share it up. And we do this every Thursday. We do, this is the real down. This is tournament recap. If you're new to the paddle and fin network, uh, we are a network of kayak fishing podcasts. We got a little bit of everybody bass fishing for noobs, we got uh, gear shows about to come back. OG show. We just talked to everybody in the kayak fishing industry, and then mm-hmm. get your tournament fixed with us. So, but, uh, but again, appreciate y'all coming on. But uh, go ahead and uh, Josh will let you start first. Uh, introduce yourself to everybody that doesn't know you. Everybody on the East Coast that listens to us all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right.
4: Well, uh, I'm Josh. I started you know my kayak fishing back in I think it was the fall of 2018. Um, I turned out for a tournament in central Washington, just fished out of the kayak that my mom had. It was like a little recreational 10 foot Costco special. I think it was on sale, like 150 bucks, you know, just had all the works.
2: That's almost all of our origin (laughs) stories. That's it. Now look at us.
4: (laughs) Went out there as a two day tournament. Fishing conditions were horrible. I mean, there was, you know, just a handful of fish caught. Ended up taking third and I was like, well, yeah, this is this is gonna control my life now. So <laughs> that winter I bought a a used Pro Angler twelve, um, ran that for a year doing tournaments, jumped over to an old town topwater, ran that for a year, jumped into a new canoe, ran that for a year, and now I've uh been in a Titan, ran that the last two years. Awesome. Um so yeah, I think I'm think this is year does that make it five, year five of doing this? Nice. But yeah, it's mostly mostly just the Washington, Idaho, Oregon, um, been down to California once. But the unfortunate part of being up in Washington is it is a long drive to get anywhere. That's fixing to
1: say it's a, <laughs> it is a haul for y'all to do. Anything. Yeah,
4: especially when you're on the left side of the state up against the ocean. You got to cross the state just to just even start going somewhere. So, well, it's, there... it,
1: it's far fetched. But, you know, new canoes out from that way.
4: Yeah, they're actually just north of us maybe an hour hour and a half nice
2: nice that's pretty cool is there any saltwater fishing up there that you can do from a kayak oh yeah
4: yeah we have guys that go out for halibut rockfish wow cod,
2: yeah that'd be cool salmon Salmon.
4: you know pretty much everything squid we get we get squid that run through the sound here that it's a pretty popular one for kayak fishermen
2: hmm.
1: that's yeah cool. that's that sounds interesting it's a whole different world. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can uh, connect y'all with a, we have a saltwater segment to um, connect to you guys. Uh, or if y'all know anybody out there that's got some experience with that. Yeah. Um, he mostly covers like the golf stuff because that's what he does. But that'd be a, that'd be a fun show to just a completely different now, you know, take on it. But, yeah, one uh, of our,
4: one of our tournament directors would be a good, good guy to bring on for the saltwater. He fishes it quite a bit. So, Oh, I can boy. definitely get you connected. Well, yeah,
1: we'll talk about that afterwards for sure. Perfect.
3: Well, Sita, uh, what about you, man? Uh, well, I'm up here not too far from Josh. I'm in Kirkland. Uh, and um, I started from the bank. Uh, I always wanted to bass fish. I was more of a salmon steelhead guy. That's yeah. the Northwest. That's pretty big here. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year, the numbers start declining. So I was like, well, I got to find something else to keep me busy, right? So I started, you know. YouTubing and seeing a lot of kayak fishing, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I know a few lakes that are close. Started with a float tube, um, you know, but then I was like, float okay, tube. well, I'm that seems one, to be a
2: popular thing on on the west
3: coast is the float yeah. tube. So in one outing I got, you know, stuck in the stuck in the lake and I had to go to the bathroom. And I was like, Oh boy, that's a that's a long ways to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so After that day, I was like, okay, well, I should probably start looking into a kayak. Um, Didn't really look into the tournament scene yet. Um, I got, I think my first kayak was a feel free lure 11.5. Hey, me too. Um, Nice. Yeah. And the only reason why I got it, because just in case I wanted to get in the competition, I could put a, a pedal drive in there. So I took it out for about six months and I was like, okay, I like this. And then started looking more into the uh, the local tournaments. And I was like, okay, yeah, I I should probably get something to go a little faster. And got a pedal drive. And I think I started in the the fall of 2019 as well. So about a year later than Josh did. Um, About a year of that, I was like, okay, well, this is what I want to do for a long time. So upgraded to a Hobie um, Outback. Much faster mm. kayak. Oh um, yeah, and, and like you know, up here in the northwest, uh, that's made to go offshore too. So I wanted to do some salmon and fishing and whatnot and get out into the sound. Yeah, never really got to it. Um, mm. I because I got I, I just got addicted to bass fishing. Um, I started exploring the lakes around here and man, ever since then I've uh, been stuck. It, it's then, so
1: funny that like bass fishing just grabs a hold of you a different way. way. And I think it's because, in my opinion, and, like, my little fact to this would be, like, I know saltwater fishing is hard, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of knowledge to it, but it's kind of, like, throw some bait out there, and you're probably going to catch something. Like, when it comes to bass fishing, it's, like, for that, people consider, like, oh, smallmouth are stupid, and, like, have you ever really tried to fish for them? Because they're not like have you ever tried to catch
2: yeah. five of them in a day and when you yeah. need to <laughs> yeah.
1: it's just it's a different level of difficulty that i think just like really hooks a lot of people in
3: yeah yeah my big draw to it was um getting away from using bait to be honest there's a <laughs> few times where i salmon fished and i left bait in the truck for a good week or two and that didn't sit too well so
2: oh yeah. god <laughs> buy a new truck after that yeah, yeah exactly just burn that
1: one right off <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah so last year is when i upgraded to my pa uh 14 360 and i haven't looked back since it's uh, it's a heavy heavy sh- son of a but it's it's definitely yeah. it's worth it when i get on the water that's for sure
1: that's like the only time i like it it's like yeah. when when it's not in the water i like I, I, I walk by it every day in the carport and i'm just like Fuck you you (laughs) heavy piece of plastic (laughs) you gotta
2: gotta start lifting pumping some weights and uh then you you can throw that thing around yeah i'm not getting any younger that's for sure
1: yeah (laughs) yeah definitely sucks way more now than it did two years ago
2: (laughs) i've had mine for what three or four years now and it seems like every i loaded into the back of my truck bed and it seems like every year it gets like more harder and harder on my body to do that. Now,
1: in Garrett's instance it's because every year he puts more and more shit on his boat. So <laughs> yeah. That dude like carries a, a freaking movie. tackle shop and everything else that you never would need, but he just I think again.
4: that's the case with all of us. Yeah.
1: I I went minimalistic. Like I've like cuz I'm a creek fisherman. Like even but I've I've tried to like the only thing I take in like excess is like I'll take like eight rods when I'm in the Hobie where when I'm in the CK one, I take like four, but I just get sick of unloading and picking up and moving. So I was like, I mean, for me at the end of the day, when I go back and look at what I use, it's usually like three things anyway. Yeah, like,
3: you
1: know, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so things that you tied on before you even left.
2: That's I've had a lot of easy. those days
1: where I don't re-tie. Like that's yeah. why I take a lot of rods. It's like, I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> got but the, multiples
2: uh, of the same bait tied
1: on. Yeah, but uh, so again, like this is our first show covering out that way Give us, whoever wants to, or y'all both can, break down these bodies of water, like tell me like how they lay out, are they deep, are they shallow, grass, lots of rock, you know, ledges just, just what makes them a little bit different than anything else we may have went over before
3: well, There's not a lot okay. of reservoirs around here, that's for sure um, I think more of a natural lakes. Oh.
2: It's it's pretty. Yeah. There's a lot of elevation changes and stuff, right? So there's a yeah, lot so, of natural lakes and uh, streams and rivers.
4: Yeah, it's a it's a few thousand feet difference from the coastline to inland Washington. Wow. Um, I mean we've got the Columbia River that runs pretty much through the heart of Washington. Yeah, and it's dammed up, you know, several, several times. times. Yeah. Um, and that's where we were. Um, I'm going to call you guys out for butchering the name of this place. But
1: hey, um, go for it,
4: Lake Umatilla.
1: Hey, okay. Um, so <laughs> for me, when I read that Umatilla was me saying it like a redneck, and Umatillo <laughs> yeah. was grammatically correct.
4: Yeah, so you're, you're putting um, a little, a little bit too much Hispanic influence into the word. <laughs> it's all all Native American. Back to your roots. Here, to so. it's uh... <laughs> yeah. Get back but, to yeah. Native American. So. Uh, Lake Umatilla. I mean, it was a 70-mile stretch of the Columbia River. I mean, it's got everything from grass flats to rocky ledges, um, islands out in the middle of the channel. Um, I mean, you yeah, you could seems... fish pretty much what your strengths were. I mean, does it have like decent
1: Wolverine. amounts of current, or is it mostly just locked locked in place?
4: Yeah, it's if you're in the main channel. I mean, you if they've got it open, you're maybe a couple miles an hour. I mean, it's it's usually not too bad. But if you're trying to move up river, you definitely want to be up towards the shoreline. Um, gotcha. You just tire yourself out. Unless you Does it have there? a lot
1: of like feeder waters coming into it? Just smaller creeks and tribs yeah, and run Tons off.
4: of yep. tons of tributaries. Um, I mean, the Snake River comes in just the, the pool above where we were. Um, and then the Yakima River is another pretty large river right in that area. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it, it's basically every waterway on the east side of the state flows into that at some point. Oh, that's cool. Um so it's a lot of water that comes through. Um but mostly a smallmouth fishery. There's definitely some holes that hold some trophy largemouth, but they're a little bit harder to find and you kinda gotta have have access to a boat to really explore water to to find those. It's pretty tough to do from a kayak, but
2: So those like <laughs> smallmouth and largemouth, are they stocked in there or how did they get there? Uh they weren't, they weren't natural to there, is it? It was the Honestly. Native
1: Americans. Were you not listening earlier, Jesus? <laughs> yeah.
4: Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Um, I know they're not stocked, at least not by the fish and like wildlife.
1: Regularly, yeah.
4: they they hate them up here. They want somebody
2: probably illegally stocked them and they just took off.
1: Yeah, I'm, so they I'm sh- they treat sure. them more like an invasive.
4: Yeah, yes. pretty much anything that has the potential to hurt the salmon runs is viewed as okay. public enemy number one which mm-hmm. sucks for us bass and walleye guys because yeah. Yeah, nope, that's kidding. the first targets.
1: <laughs> you got the so. best one to catch for fishing fun and the best one to catch for eating. Mm-hmm. That's the only, like, can't beat a walleye.
4: Nope. But to yeah. them, it's a, kind of a garbage fish. They pretty well removed all the limits off of them on the rivers. So mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Jeez, that's crazy.
4: So hopefully the the population is strong enough to withstand the abuse they're going to take over the next couple decades, but
1: are they like, are they actively? Obviously, you said they move for regulation, but are they actively doing like calls or anything to try and pull the smallmouth numbers down? Or
4: um, we've had a couple lakes here in the area that Seth and I are in that they've pulled gill nets through. Mm. They say it's for studies and stuff, but mm. I mean they're pretty aggressive with them. I mean, yeah. It's pretty hard to come back from a gill net. It's
1: yeah. Pretty yeah. much
4: game over, but
2: yeah, interesting.
1: That's interesting. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's weird that it's like that, that they don't cuz like out here,
1: yeah, you the, try to do that out here and they will <laughs> string you up by your feet, <laughs> Yeah, yeah the you culture
4: is so much different. No <laughs> north and south when it comes any to Any, any of the
2: bass, bass, like, bass like you if they, if they if you touch them, they're they're like yeah. sacred ground around here,
1: but yeah. Do y'all, but do y'all I guess if it's not natural spotted bass out there at all.
0: No. Like I know I mean, they don't
1: naturally occur west, of whatever, but there's spotted bass in
4: Oregon, um, in some of the the lakes, um, but none in Washington, and I, I don't think there's any in Idaho. I could be wrong on that, but I don't believe that Idaho if, has.
1: Hey, spotted. if you want to get them off of your smallmouth chain, go drop a few thousand <laughs> spots in there, and they will not worry about the smallies <laughs> yeah. anymore. Well, we're yeah. getting the northern pike in
4: the in the river system, so that's kind of oh. their new yeah. target, and fear. Because those are pretty relentless.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, so. pretty aggressive.
1: Well, cool. So uh, for anybody that's, you know, uh, new to this, the the no limit side of the tournament, we've done a couple of shows about that. We had Vinny on to talk about it, but it's kind of how it sounds is it works as a more of like a major league fishing style, a uh, total number winner, and there are hourly big bass winners. Um, each individual hour big bass winner can win a thousand dollars. And then there were some great uh, bigger grand prizes, um, based off entries where they could, if your entries were high enough, you could get up to three giveaway boats, but this one only had the one giveaway boat. But, um, we, so we've kind of covered that. So let's, let's kind of talk about it. I'm not really sure how to break it down both ways. Cause it was, again, as we said in the beginning, a concurrent event with a, like a joint multi club local style event. And that was just that a, was a best five. five. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. So I guess we won't really dial into each of it till towards the end. So let's just talk about like y'all's pre-fishing in preparation for it. Uh, we'll let each of you talk about that. We'll talk about your tournament days. And then we'll just kind of go over the numbers at the end. So whoever wants to start.
3: I'll go first. Um, yeah, I pre-fished Thursday and Friday. Um, um, an area that I fished actually last year where we had um, our classic, which is the equivalent of a TLC for the Pacific Northwest here. Um, So I kind of had an idea where the fish were. It was around the same time this year. Um, I launched out of the Oregon side and uh, uh, checked out some contours that I've been looking at since they announced the tournament because I was pretty excited about this tournament. Uh, We did it last year in a pothole, so, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so. Anyways, so um, I guess uh,
2: for anybody that doesn't know, it's, the, the the lake is split down the middle, basically, right? Right. Uh, on Washington. The Washington side's on the north, and the Oregon side's on the south side. And it kind of runs right along the border. Yeah, the river is the border of the two states
3: on yep. this section. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> so um, I launched with a good buddy of mine um, that fishes off of a PA as well, and he said... <laughs> He said he'd go check out the Oregon side of the bank and I'm, I was going go to go the, the other side since I saw some, you know, nice contours on the Navionics yeah. um, app. And as soon as I got over there, I just saw bait everywhere. I mean, they were literally jumping out of the water and, uh, but they were in the grass. And I, from last year, I saw the same thing and I didn't do too well trying to fish that grass. So I kind of I stayed out of it for a little bit when it, but i was in about so i was a little bit outside of the grass line and about tw- maybe 20 to 25 feet of water and i just saw bait huh. balls everywhere on my fish finder I was what like, kind of oh. uh
2: what kind of forage do you have on that lake or in that river j- chain in general
3: it- there's a lot of perch um perch? i'm not sure okay. what the small minnows are it's the um, american shad
2: they they run yeah. earlier in
4: the summer and so now the the babies are about two three inches long
3: so that's huh. what they're chasing out there. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's cool. a perfect bait fish for, for smallies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just saw bait balls everywhere. And I decided, well, oh, what the heck? And I usually don't fish a drop shot. Oh, I was like, oh, what the heck? I'll just drop down and see what happens. Didn't even yeah. hit bottom. And my rod starts going off. So I was like, huh, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, I take a quick picture just to, for a timestamp. Um, just to kind of see. And I'm so it's a river and there's barely any current. I think the current was going about 0. 0.4 miles per hour. Okay. Um and I'm still drifting above bait balls. I was like, okay, well, I'm drop down again. Drop down, same deal. Okay, well, mark that. And yeah, basically along that contour line, all the way, you know, along the bank. Um I kept seeing the same thing and so i was like okay well i hope this is there on tournament day um so that, that was, was thursday, thursday that you found that, that was thursday yeah and that was okay. probably about two hours into my pre-fish oh wow. yeah like, that okay, didn't take well, long yeah oh, yeah. like, well, all right <laughs> i think i got that <laughs> yeah yeah so what right, in my work for this yeah Sometimes. so friday i go a little bit downriver more probably a, couple miles just to check out another area that, and I didn't do too well. I didn't see the same thing that I saw on Thursday. So I was like, okay, well, I know where I'm starting on Thursday and let's just hope nobody else is starting there. Yeah. And that's kind of how my pre fish went.
1: What, what stood out to you about these contour lines?
3: Well, it was, it was right where, um, it started just kind of dropping off. It was more like a ditch area where there was two contours. that I just kind of met. Um, gotcha. and, and I, I know it was not too, probably a good 10, 15 yards away from grass. And I know fishing from history the year before, um, that's where I was finding them. What was interesting was I, I didn't think there would be a lot of fish there. Cause when I first got to the area, I didn't see a lot of boulders, um, that I was looking for. I, I, I know previously the year before, um, I was finding them near boulders, um, and I was losing a lot of drop shot weights, so I bought a <laughs> ton of those things, and I I didn't get hung up once, which is which is interesting. So um, you, yeah. When, so when it. you
2: say uh, grass, do you do you know what type of grass it is?
3: Uh, I'm not sure what type of grass they were. Um, Josh, do you know what kind of grass? They were?
4: The kind that my hooks like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's about all I know. <laughs> Sticky grass.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sticky grass. I'll have to do some research on what kind of grass grows. It's got there.
4: a ton of arms, ton of hands. Just reach out, grab everything. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, just,
1: it's huh. the
4: worst kind. Pedal drives. You know. Interesting. Grabs it all. Hmm. I, well, Josh, I had to have a with
2: battle with uh, eel grass all weekend on Gunnersville. No. Yeah. No. Sick of that stuff. If y'all don't
1: have eelgrass, you you need to experience it just once in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's great, it's great when it's alive when it's dead and floating, it is as bad as it gets. Like it means I can
4: come fish Gunnersville. I'll come experience it, man. I'll tell (laughs) you
1: right now. You're not missing nothing. Like no, no. Oh,
2: you, I mean, it can be awesome if you're on them, but if you're not on them, it's uh,
1: like pretty tough. And you can usually find a good fish even on a bad day, but that lake's just getting hammered back and forth. And it is, this is the worst year for eelgrass I've seen in a long time. Like, we we had floating eelgrass already in like March. Mm-hmm. And now it's just and I guess that means it's because they didn't spray well last year or something. I don't know. But it's just been the fishing has not been as good there as normal. But uh yeah. So put it on your list. It's a great lake. If yeah. you wanna throw a frog, <laughs> that's where you need to throw one. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: No. But uh tell tell us about your, your uh your approach to pre fishing. Uh
4: it's gonna be a pretty short story. I, uh went out with my family, uh, two weeks before the event okay. and we just, we spent a short six hour window out there. Um, we, we checked a spot based on my brother's previous fishing experience. Um, so we just kind of went out there messed around. We did a little family tournament between the three of me my brother and my dad. Um, cool. And my mom also fishes these tournaments, so we're we're the four Duggers that fish these tournaments. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we went out. We we fished the spot for about six hours. You know, caught a few fish, nothing that was a substantial pattern. Um, but we also knew that the the water temps were still pretty high for the pattern that we wanted to fish, mm-hmm. um, and we, we were really just banking on that water temp to drop just enough to kind of push them more into the fall mode versus the the summer mode
2: i was gonna say are you guys still kind of in that fall transition uh a little bit or what
1: what are your relative water temps like this summer temps um so when we were out
4: there two weeks before the event the water temps were about 70 71 which is pretty warm for the river that's um, insane you go to the main <laughs> channel and it was
1: 20 degrees shy of water here yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah.
4: but um yeah so our lakes get up to like 80 i think 83 is the, the hottest i've seen and that was on 108 degree days that was our wow. no limit last year we Holy were fishing cow. in 108 110 degree weather that was great but yeah but yeah cool. pre-fishing was pretty minimal um i don't typically do a lot of pre-fishing the day before a tournament i just kind of run with what i know my biggest fear is catching a monster the day before a tournament and it worked out this time (laughs) so um yeah i just kind of mostly poked around um found some structure I don't know how much I want to dive into it. Cause those who know where I launched from know exactly what I'll be talking about, but <laughs> that's <fun. laughs> there's a, th- there's, there's a little ridge that runs out of there that I knew that they'd be up on first thing in the morning, feeding up shallow. And okay. that was kind of what I was banking on. Um, we didn't find them when we were pre-fishing, but I was, I mean, there's nothing certain with fishing, but I was pretty sure that they were going to be there. And so that's what I was just Had like one of
2: those gut feelings about it and ran with it. Fishing instinct, man.
1: Sometimes it's uh, a part of the game, and we always talk about how it's mental, and then, you know, sticking with your gut or the flip side of that when you've stuck with your gut too much and you got to tell yourself, okay, it's time to, you know, change the script, do something different. But, uh, we'll just lead right into it. Let's, uh, let's get into the the tournament. It's a single day, single day tournament for both both events. Um, so you, here's a question for the both of you. So on one side, you're trying to win the best five and on one side, it's like, well, big fish and a thousand dollars for an hour is great. You know, overall win is great. Did that affect how either of you approached it? Were you more so trying to just put together a really nice five fish bag or did either of you just really focus on like a numbers game? Like, you know, a billion 15 inch fish, (laughs) um I kind of just
4: based it off what I saw and what kind of knowing that we were in that awkward summer fall transition mode I knew that my best chance to catch any big fish was going to be first thing in the morning Um, so that was my plan just go shallow try to get as many big fish as I could and then kind of head out to my offshore spots where I could pick up limits and just kind of see where I ended up but ultimately for me it was Mostly just targeting big fish. I mean, I, I started throwing in, started getting into throwing glide baits and big swim baits this year. So I'm like super addicted to that.
2: Yeah, that's a <laughs> me too, um, buddy. So <laughs>
4: that's, that's where I was headed for, you know, just, to go down.
2: Like,
4: trying to throw big baits, get on big fish early. Um, if it kept going all day, that would have been spectacular, but obviously that's not how it worked out, but.
3: Right. 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 And then what about you, Seth? How did you approach it? um well thanks to my prefish on thursday i approached it i mean i went after both um yeah i i didn't find anything big big i think my biggest on prefish was an 18 incher but i knew i was on the quality and so um and you I were rolled, on a lot of fish yeah, yeah i was banking on catching quality fish and hoping one of those will count towards the the hour and it was enough so and my biggest fish ended up you know being the biggest fish for hour number two i believe oh very Heck nice yeah. bonus
1: grand. can't yeah. can't hate on that well it's uh like there's a
3: lot of like 18 to
2: 17 inch fish on like small mostly smallmouth i guess
1: there is so many yeah. 17 inch fish jesus yeah
4: it's 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 like a cookie cutter size that 16 to 18 they're mm-hmm. just everywhere yeah.
1: Huh. You got to
4: sort through a lot of 10 12 ventures that you know came three spawns later but yep.
3: Yeah. I think I yeah. caught just as many 13 13 and halves yeah. as as much as I did.
1: Here's an interesting fact that I just realized cuz I just went through all of this. There was one largemouth bass caught this whole event.
3: Yeah,
4: I think there was Let me try to find it. I think there was two. I think there was two. But yeah. I think two? one was too small to submit to native. I think it was only to the okbf wkbf but yeah two out of like 508 fish were largemouth yeah (laughs) that's
1: great that's so cool yeah oh this is interesting i love it so uh so yeah josh uh we'll let you get into get into yours man you caught i'm gonna go ahead and get the picture ready but tell us about your morning and your approach
4: so um Took off out of the launch, and you know there was, I think there was twelve of us total that launched out of that, out of that same launch, and so, I mean I'm in a dead sprint trying to get to where I'm going, and in a Titan Twelve that's a lot of work for three about three two and miles a half an hour, hour. <laughs> three three and a half <laughs> miles an hour. It's a lot of work for that. You know, of course. Can you I'm use going up uh, river.
2: can you use motors and stuff in this event if you if you yeah. had them.
4: Yeah, yeah. We okay. we just started allowing motors this year, so this is the first year with motors. Okay. Um, we do a staggered launch, so motors have to launch five minutes after pedal drives, and paddle guys go five minutes before the pedal guys.
2: So just talked about try that. to even our local clubs, but yeah,
4: just uh, try to everyone. even
1: out the the sprint at the beginning. But one yeah. of our clubs does that, and I did it one year, and it's not. I think it's perfectly fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's, and we did it actually from like a common launch. So, it, and it still wasn't, it was, it worked out great. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you'll still get past if you're going
4: way down river or something, but yeah, you know, getting that initial launch allows you to kind of arrive at the same, same time and have an even shot at it. But, but yeah, so I'm in a dead sprint, you know, I get up to that Ridge I was talking about and I just power pull down. Um I'm in like, I think two feet of water at this point. Wow. And on the back side of the Ridge, it it drops down into, I think about eight, 10 feet. And then on the main river side, it drops kind of slowly at first. And then it'll eventually get out to, you know, 25, 30 feet and actually get into the main channel.
2: Does Um, it have a current and stuff that goes over it?
4: No. So I'm, I'm kind of in a, on the backside of the ridge is just kind of a backwater okay. um, area. But um I started my day with uh throwing a spook. Um just trying to get a topwater bite. I mean there's fish blowing up all around us. I don't know what they were, if they were smallmouth salmon, carp. I mean everything's in there right now, so I really not sure <laughs> what's blowing up, but um started with that. Um that twenty-three incher was actually the first fish I caught. Which wow. Was fifteen minutes into the tournament. Yep, I think it was show cast. That one.
2: Start <laughs>
4: um, and and you guys said at the beginning of the show, you know, we're going to talk to two guys that have their stuff together, and that's farthest from the truth for this fish. But... <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah i I went to cast out my spook, and I actually spooled my reel. Um, oh man! Found out at this moment that when I. St- put line on the reel that I was too lazy to put any backing or piece of electrical tape or anything. Um, so I'm just sitting there and just trying to get the reel to engage and, and get this spook to move. And, you know, while, while that craziness is happening, I hear the blow up.
2: Oh no, it's just sitting out there. And, <laughs> and
4: so, you know, I set the hook and um, I, I have to watch this fish jump twice and the first time it jumps, I mean, I, I see it. I'm like, "This thing's a
1: freaking whale. whale!" Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's
4: it's it's jumping like it's a king salmon. It's tail walking on the surface. I'm like, just not even sure what's going on. I'm I'm panicking at this point. And finally, that reel engages, and I'm able to get it in the boat. Um, and and once I put it down at my feet, I just just stared at it, couldn't yeah. breathe. I text my family group chat. I'm just like, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Help! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I I got it on the board. Uh, took a picture of it, and just I'm in disbelief that it's crossed the 23 inch mark. I mean, it's the biggest smallmouth. One close to that? No, this beat my personal best
1: by two and a half inches, which is just absurd. Yeah. I mean, and down down here. I mean, uh, Tennessee's got good smallies. I mean. Yeah. world record smallmouth came from no hollow lake um uh, but you don't hear about no, 21 it's very pretty pretty a, pretty big a pretty 22 common
2: inch small mouth yeah. 22 inch smallmouth gets
4: caught 21 or yeah 21s 22s is usually where kind of the top threshold is for um i can't remember what the previous biggest smallmouth submission in our our league has been but this is now the biggest
2: um did you yeah, I got it on the board. Did maybe like weigh that thing or did you feel like you knew what <laughs> a guess what how much it weighed?
4: I mean, I can throw a guess out there. Uh, I'm guessing it was low 5 or high 5s low 6s. Uh, wow. it was pretty thick across the back but there was absolutely no belly to her, yeah. which was yeah. unfortunate. Right time What's of year, doing? she might have been 7 high 7s low 8. Yeah. So you can <laughs> wow. say that's the
1: curse of summer big bass it's yeah. like all of my biggest fish have always came in the summer and they've always mm-hmm. been like an inch wide. But 23 yeah. inches long, so it's like a four-pound monster. <laughs>
4: yeah, it sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: but yeah. I, I had my scale right below my seat. There was just no oxygen going to my brain. I'm, I'm thankful no. I even got the board picture to yeah. submit. You know, I, I took one selfie with it and threw it back, and instantly I'm like, "Oh crap! I didn't even get good photos of this thing." <laughs> my brother's, you know, 100 <laughs> yards away. I could have had him pedal over and take good photos of it, but you know, it's just one of those things that I'll always regret. But yeah, you know, got got cool one pick at the, least.
1: That's, that's so, we'll b- cool catch before we continue, is it safe to say that that was that hour's big fish? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't that, know, that was that big hour's fishing. big fish.
4: Took the big yeah. fish of the entire event yeah. um for both tournaments.
2: I don't think there was anything over I had 20. the second I my second fish was the second biggest big. fish.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I threw the the spook around for another 10 minutes after that, had another monster blow up about five feet off the boat that bent two of the three prongs of the treble hook on my spook. Jesus. And so I lost it. So I don't know what that one was, but it was probably another 20 plus. Oh God. Um, at that point, you know, with the broken hook, I was like, well, I'm going to go to a glide bait. I started throwing an S waiver around and I think it was third or fourth cast with that. I got my second fish at 20.25, um, continued fishing that,
2: Wait, so did you win another hour with that fish? or Nope, so this get, was 15 minutes yourself? later. This
0: oh, was at, so yes.
4: this was at 6.30. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but it's it's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, That's and then, crazy,
2: though.
4: I uh, kept fishing the glide bait, and I caught four more fish. Um, I think it was a 17-something, a 17-something, a 16-something, and another 17-something. So it, it, somewhere in there, maybe a fifteen. I can't remember exactly yeah. how it worked out, but you know, within the first hour and twenty minutes, I had ninety-four and three quarters inches for my best what? five, which is just insane. um That's
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, crazy, at so. seven
4: fifteen. I've got ninety-four and three quarter, and so I just. I'm with a twenty three. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I could have just good left after
1: the first fish, dude. I would have just been yeah. like, you know, I I
4: really thought about it, but I'm like, the bite just kept going, so I was like, all right, well, hmm. um,
2: what kind of uh, then- like glide bait patterns do you focus on out that way? Like, I throw a lot of like shad patterns and bone color patterns out here. Uh,
4: so on the river, um, we. I typically see a lot of um, either like salmon smolt or shad huh. okay. um, or the bone color. Yeah. Um, even like carp or pike, northern pike minnow patterns. Um, perch gets thrown quite a bit. Yeah. Um, in our lakes, it's a lot more of like rainbow trout, bluegill, perch, kind of your standard swim baits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, unless you're on the river, that, that shad – isn't really something that they see. Um, we got a lot of kokanee lakes up here. Um, so kind of anything silvery trout esque. Yeah. Um, works pretty well, but
2: Hmm. that's pretty cool.
4: (sighs) But yeah, uh, yeah, after that first, you know, hour and a half, it kind of died off for me pretty quick and aggressively. Um, I probably stuck to that, stuck to that ridge and throwing that big swim bait for, longer than I should have but I was desperate to hold on to that bite for as <laughs> long as possible so I think it was about nine nine or ten o'clock I finally decided to just go ahead and leave it and move out deeper and uh you yeah, know I picked up a few fish I think I upgraded once or twice and um ended up with my best five at the 95 and a quarter I think yeah um and then my no limit went for 186 and a quarter so picked up quite a few fish but nothing that's a good day <laughs> yeah you i mean there's four
2: especially the no for, limit you
4: know, yeah
2: first yeah, in the KBF, one, the kbf
4: one yeah especially for having two pretty big lulls in my day I mean that, that seven thirty. You, you can afford
1: to have that with a twenty three <laughs> bag. Yeah.
2: That's true. You need a you need a second to just like gather yourself after that. Oh, I oh, didn't need a lot more than mess. a second.
4: I was, <laughs> I was I was like hyperventilating for like fifteen seconds just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do at this point. <laughs> yeah, but, you know it's a it's potentially a fish of a lifetime. I hope not, but you know, for up here those 23s just Don't come anywhere often. That's that's, that's the
1: fish of a lifetime, smallmouth. Hate (laughs) to break it to you. Sorry, you didn't get your good photos with it. (laughs) But
4: it is what it is.
1: You at least you have evidence. We had a guy at the paddle and fin tournament on Del Hollow last year. Catch one in pre-fishing that people saw that like people that we trust's judgment. That were like twenty-three smallmouth all day. He had no board with him, and he did like the same thing. He was like fantastic. Like someone took a picture of it, and he chucked it back in the water like that was it like that's yeah. the only evidence of that fish and we're like someone in the area had a measuring board why did you not like
2: yeah someone like, with some sense one yeah we gotta we gotta take some a second to measure this thing
1: <laughs> well that's awesome man killer day and like congrats on uh on the first overall with that one with 95 and a quarter and fourth and the no limits but uh well, let's uh turn the page now i want to hear how you see taz day went because it sounds like he can just drop a drop shot in and catch fish before it ever gets anywhere down to the bottom
3: (laughs) yeah i yeah i had quite a day so um i i launched out with five other kayakers i think before we launched i i knew everybody that was there so we were all pretty good friends and you know we were talking and i Mm. So we chatted a bit. I asked which way they were going. Are they going up river, down river? Three of them were going up river. So I was like, Oh, perfect. Well, then I should have a spot to myself. Oh. Um, and my prefish bite, if I remember correctly, it didn't really start to about seven, 730. So I headed straight down to my spot, um, probably about a hundred yards off of it. Um, there's a marker in the, ri- the middle of the river. So I thought I'd start there um just outside some grass line and um i was was having one of those mornings where you know the the drop shot the would just the the braid would just wrap around the tip every time like every time i dropped down i'm like so so frustrating so i'm sitting there for the first you know two minutes like just yelling at myself and not even realizing (laughs) it it's another kayaker just pulls up behind me and i'm like oh well, that's not the guy I launched with. I was like, oh, I didn't think anybody was coming up this way. So I was like, okay, well, I, I caught, I think my first fish was like five minutes in. It was a little, little 12 and a quarter inch. Um, and then I caught two more, both 12 inches. I was like, okay, well, these aren't the fish that I'm looking for. Um, these are not so, the I, so then I just went over. <laughs> yeah, I just, my the spot that I had markers for on Thursday were probably only about, 50 yards where I was so I just started going that way and then uh before I could even get to the markers um I'm already seeing the same stuff that I saw on Thursday so sure enough they were still there um I mean my I should have took pictures of my uh fish finder because it was just spaghetti and I was like this you know I've seen I've watched some YouTube videos of people showing you know I've I have never really seen that until now actually um, I've always seen just bait fish on my fish finder so this was kind of new to me I was like well that has got to be bass right it, at, least, at least you I, had
2: the wherewithal I, to recognize what that was
3: I, and,
1: and I'll tell you I'm like you like you, you watch videos like Greg Blanchard and it seems like he does that like once a video and he mm-hmm. sees the spaghetti on his screen I've had it happen one time and that was the tournament a uh, tournament that I almost won and it's like <laughs> That just right there cemented that for me. It's like, if you yep. see that, stop and fix exactly. it. Like-
3: <laughs> yeah, so as much as I wanted to get to my markers, I was just like, well, I'm just going to stop here. So, um, yeah, as soon as I dropped down, I was using 4.5-inch RoboWorm uh, Morning Dawn Chartreuse Tail. Oh, um, yeah. I had just picked up two two packs at the uh, the tackle shop not too far away, and I ended up going through those pretty fast. Yeah, those. It makes me so happy to know that Morning Dawn Robo
1: Worms is like a national universal pick. Mm -hmm. Like they work everywhere.
4: Yeah, definitely small mouth. The small mouth up here hate them.
1: I literally do not own another color of Robo Worm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it's uh, just
2: different variations of Morning Dawn are the only colors of.
1: Yeah, Morning Dawn, Morning Dawn chartreuse, Aaron's Morning Dawn, Aaron's Morning Dawn with chartreuse, and that is it. That's all you need.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I just started catching quality. I think the first quality fish I got was a fourteen, and then I caught a few more fourteens, and then I catch a sixteen, and then my wife calls me, and usually that that brings me good luck. Uh, that cell phone bite, and that's yeah. you know, as soon as I was uh, as soon as she calls and I answer the phone, that's when I hook up on that eighteen and uh, three quarters, and ended up being the uh, the big bass for you know hour number two. So very nice, nice. I can't beat that cell phone bite yeah
1: yeah take that josh with your 20 that didn't count <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah so that that
3: bite you know i just kept continuing continuing I, I i like i said for that was for two hours and i still haven't even got up to where i had mark fished on thursday so um and i look back and i look back at the the you know, the competitor that that came up on me he was he was down a ways so he wasn't coming up i wasn't going down so i was like well i'll just keep stay in this stretch. And basically I was in a stretch of about, I'd say a hundred yards. I was just going back and forth. Um, if I lost the, uh, the bait ball that was on the screen, I'd just cast a jig out, uh, 30, 40 feet, just kind of feel for where they went. And I, as soon as I get a bite, I'd pedal over there I, real quick. As soon as I got my picture in, if it was, you know, if it was scoreboard or not, I'd get over there. The bait, sure enough, the bait balls right there, drop, drop shot. And if that I'm fast like enough, if I'm fast enough, I can get two. Um, I can get get one, get a picture, get another one. And there were times where I was lucky, Fortunately enough, I'm I'm drifting down and I'm drifting right over another bait ball. And I was like, Well, this this can't be this can't be happening. This is this, this, <laughs> I've never caught this much fish, you know, in a short amount of time. And that bite lasted pretty much most of the morning. Um That's yeah, nice. I've never right. not. I probably will never experience that.
1: Like, <laughs> that's insane.
3: Yeah, and they were. You know, I'd, I'd get a few small ones here and there, but um, I couldn't believe, you know, how the quality. Of, I mean, the, the fish meant the 14 inch minimum. That's that's all I really wanted. So I was like, okay, well, I think I got a pretty good chance at this. Um, yeah, normally, tur- normally tournament the tournament day, I don't really check the, uh, um, you know, the standings and whatnot, and. About 11:59 um i get a message from josh and he's like dude
1: slow down 400 <laughs>
3: so he said 400. i told him keep going
4: i'm like hit that 400 inch mark man yeah i'm sitting here like
3: i was like wow, i, I must be pretty close cuz it, it's funny because the last <laughs> tournament that we had he did he did something very similar where he's like well he did opposite actually He said slow down you're making me nervous and i was like okay well I must be yeah. doing pretty good and he must be up there. So, um, and then, yeah, my bite died about 30. I didn't catch another fish for about 30 minutes or so. And then I was like, oh, well, I might as well check to see where I'm at. The standings are off, but I yeah. at least can still see what my total is. And I think I was about 340 something. And I was like, huh, okay, well, I only need to catch maybe four or five more fish. Um, but I ended up catching only two more, 16 inches. Uh, off of a, a jig, a Beast Coast PB and J, with a the trailer. Jig. Yeah, football jig. Yep, half ounce. Um, yeah, so that was kind of my day, and you know, I. Kept... How
1: many fish was that total? So your total, just for anybody wondering, your total ended up being three seventy four and three quarters, yeah, which was... is retarded. That is nuts. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, so I fished the one that was on Gunnersville a few weeks ago, and. I think it was 300 inches that won that one. Hmm. Uh, So that beat it by like 70 something inches.
3: Yeah, I think it was 24 inches that or 24 fish. Sorry, that was uh, that I submitted. That's nuts. Yeah. And um, I and I own I didn't I think I only lost two fish throughout, which was amazing. Um, One one was on a drop shot. I didn't even see it. And the other one I was trying to net it, it was off of a jig. And I was just trying to net it as fast as I could, and it just popped off right at the boat.
1: Man, I would never normally say this, but man, you should hop in a boat and give the MLF Opens a run. Like,
3: (laughs) go go give them a minute. Ever since they started that, I have been watching like every single episode. And uh, I mean, I've watched like that and Bassmasters pretty much all my life. Um, Yeah, I said I never really got into bass fishing because I kind of had a feeling that um, I would be buying a lot of tackle and rod. And rods in. Sure enough, my garage is filled up real fast. Yeah, I bet so, uh, it's a good problem. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Like, I
1: can't, I can't fathom that. Like, I'm sure most of the people fishing this or f- listening to this that fish, you know, we've all got on a good bite, you know, following bait. But I've never had like how long would you say that that period lasted where it was just
3: like on like that two hours, three hours. Three, see, eight. I think seven until 7 a.m. until about 11. I was still about four hours. Wow. Yeah. And, and see, like, normally that's a flurry. It's like an mm-hmm. hour where it's like, yeah, that. I didn't even want to stop <laughs> to go to the bathroom. You know, I kept saying, Oh, I'm going to get one more scoreable and then I'll go to the bathroom. And no, I'll sit there and just hold it as long as I could. <laughs> no, I'm just going to pee on myself. It's, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's working, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, keep it. it. Fine.
1: That's insane, man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah.
4: Sita's uh, total was actually the second highest, yeah. no limit winning total. I think the uh, only other one was like Saginaw Michigan. Bay or something yeah. like that. Yeah, out in Michigan. I think the top five were all higher than him, but yeah. Apparently, that's a extremely good fishery. So, yeah, yeah apparently. have to add that one to the I list. I think
2: that's all smallmouth, too. So yeah. It's
1: hey, hey for, for me it. to nope. for this to be done in oregon which you know so y'all just learned about us so y'all obviously haven't seen like our coverage so what we do at the end of our show is we do a tournament recap where we go over we we search through tourney x for any tournaments that had over 25 anglers and we you know just we talk about them we go over the winners and stuff like that um we see y'all's tournaments popping up but we haven't had that Uh, opportunity to talk about it and like well we do see good numbers at y'all's tournaments it's like it's still kind of like unheard of to hear like this quality of fishing so to you know maybe second biggest overall or you know but i think it's more impressive where it came from right because i mean
2: this this year alone they fished like gunnersville the susquehanna Mm -hmm. the carolinas yeah, the yeah. Carolinas, uh, uh,
4: New Malones out in California.
2: Yep, they, and they had that Saginaw Bay one. Uh, yep. and then next up is Lake Fork, I guess. So we'll see if, how it holds up against Lake Fork.
1: And see Lake Fork, I think will be one that'll have high inches, but it'll be fewer fish.
2: Yeah, uh, I could see that for
1: sure. When we went to Lake Fork, it's like you didn't catch anything under three pounds. Like, like. Yes. I, I, I think I call it, I think it was a 16 and a half on a frog. They might, they might I, need to
2: bump the minimum up on that one. Yeah. So like 16 inches or
1: something. Like yeah. That. Like Lake Fork's just a different animal. Like it took me a minute to figure anything out and I did have a terrible tournament day. But like when you f- catch fish out there, they're not small, period. Yeah. And the gators are bigger. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> It's one thing we don't
1: have up here, and I love that. Yeah. I was fixing to say, when you were talking about float tubes, I was like, yeah, it's a lot easier to do up there because nothing's trying to eat you. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like Not down here. Even in Alabama, where I'm at, North Alabama, we've got alligators all over the Tennessee River right here. And uh, I ain't about that life. I mean, I like seeing them. They're cool, but I'm good.
4: Yeah. Not in a kayak. Oh, yeah. oh, and, yes. uh,
1: <laughs> I've seen too many. Uh, Bailey Igbert had a little oh, recap yeah. video he posted uh, this week from uh, – I can't even remember where they were at, but one of the tournaments this year, where he had a, he probably had like a ten or so footer, just blow up off the bank straight towards him. You can see the weight come at the boat and then go under, and he's just like, "Nope," just takes off.
4: (laughs) Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Like I remember seeing one of Christine last year getting
2: chased out of a that one was huge. Yeah, yeah, that that one was terrifying yeah
1: and she, she i love like no knock against her i love it because it's perfect time for like, what she did she's like that's why you have a Turquito 1103 <laughs> to be real that thing would have caught you if he wanted to i've seen them things run against boats like 17 mile 20 an miles an hour like okay. that he didn't want you but uh well no nah, man we uh hit that hour mark and we don't want to keep y'all too long and but we appreciate y'all coming on it's been great uh y'all getting to give us some insight on y'all's area and how well the tournament went, you know, fish of a lifetime, it a limit correct. of a lifetime, in my opinion, to mm-hmm. just yeah. because of the day you had four hours to catch that many fish. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. That's just insane to me to think about. Cause uh, you, you may, you may hear some guys talk about it, but they're usually going through like just dinks, you know, mm-hmm. like you get on a school and you catch those aggressive 10 inch, 12 inch, Bass, but to just constantly be catching those fish that you needed for these limits. And uh, and again, you, you know, you got first in that one and you got, uh, I think it was sixth. Yeah. Sixth in yeah. the, uh, the joint tournament. Mm-hmm. So, uh, collectively y'all, y'all both, uh, y'all won some money and, you know, uh, you got a boat, uh, yeah, got you, got you a new kayak, which is always, always cool. Yeah. I uh, ho- hope it gives you some good use or pads your pockets a little more if you decide to get rid of it.
2: But uh, it seems like it was a great fishery. Uh, I think that's something that's yeah. cool to hear about is that like uh, on the uh five fish event, you had like uh, how far down was it? All the way down to 57th place had limits mm-hmm. out of 80 something anglers, uh, nice, over nice. half the field, and there's a lot of like uh, I think I had. 10 people with 85 inches or something like that or something around that 85 inch mark.
1: So maybe, maybe something that can be taken away from this for the people that do listen to this is uh, maybe getting the ears for Bass and Hobie, AJ and Steve and try to get a national trail out that way. Cause I mean, y'all had 80 people show up for it. So Mm -hmm. the supports there locally, and then you've always got the handful of local guys that are just willing to drive anywhere in the country to do, or I say local, sorry, national trail guys that are willing to drive across the country for it. It'd be cool to see a a hobie or a bass uh, event out there. That'd oh, nah. be sweet. I mean we've oh, definitely yeah.
4: got the fisheries for it. Yep. Yeah. Um unfortunately our best fishery is bordered on the with Canada. And so I we agree. only get half of the lake. Yeah, oh Canada. <laughs> so but that one's just absurd. I mean we, we fished that last year and I think we had nineteen smallmouth over nineteen inches caught. With wow! What I think twenty-five what that, uh, people. What fishery is that? Uh, that's it's Lake of Soyuz. Yeah, I'd never pronounced that. Low S. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: see it. It's like half yeah. of it's on in Canada and the, uh, the yep. southern half's in Washington. Yep, so that
4: border still exists.
1: So <laughs> yeah. You <Let's> know, still...
4: <laughs> our, our, our permitting doesn't allow <responses> us to, you know, go over, over there in tournaments. But mm. if you're just up there fun fishing, I believe you can go over. You just can't beat yourself
2: yeah so interesting
4: but well, yeah, so that's, awesome. a, that's an absurd fishery up there but yeah. we've definitely got a few few that could hold a, a big tournament like that so heck yeah and we've well, got uh, we've got 200 plus members in our kayak fishing northwest which is the idaho washington oregon so wow. we've got people up here unfortunately yeah. timing obviously didn't work out yeah you know, we're battling big like game hunting seasons.
2: Get, get oh yeah that trail and try to do some kind of joint event yeah uh, with yeah it'd be cool like Bassmaster or hobie up there
1: mm-hmm, Heck yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. well uh before we let y'all cut out of here this is the part of the show we always like to give uh give the guests a chance to shout out you know any sponsors or anybody that you know makes the makes this easier for you so uh whoever wants to start uh, go right on ahead man floor is yours
3: you can go start all right
4: um well, first of all, uh, Native Watercraft. Um, I joined their team this year. They've been pretty great working with us um, up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, also, Yak Rods. <laughs> uh, Yak Rods is a local company here in Idaho. Makes some yeah. fantastic gear. I've um, seen some of
2: their stuff. They make some pretty cool rods. Uh,
4: yeah, I've been I've been using their swim bait rod a lot. The big bofo, and if you enjoy throwing big swim baits, that's a good one to hmm. good one to pick up. Yeah. Um and then uh Henley Custom Lures. I'm sure you guys know who Cody Henley is. He's a pretty popular guy on the national scene, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Amber. <laughs> my brother and I are you know big supporters of him and ZR Custom Tackle. He's another local jig and spinner bait, buzz bait uh maker up here in Idaho as well. Um and then Shelter Hats is another big shout out. I heard on last one of the last couple episodes, someone was looking for a wide brim hat sponsorship. They need to check out Shelta. I can't remember who Shelta? it was, but Shelta hats. I will look. Oh, at,
2: that might have been uh, Jordan Marshall.
1: I was going to say it yeah. might have been. Yeah, I yeah. think it was
4: that that Gunnersville recap. Yeah, actually. yeah. yeah. So he tell him to check them big, out.
2: Uh, <laughs> big sun hats or whatever when he's fishing.
4: Yeah, they've got a a nice no flop brim, so it fits just like a ball cap. But it's got huh. the full three sixty brim. That's Breeze cool. well. I'm
1: it's gonna have to hit these guys up because that's like, I, I I love those hats. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. What is it called again? Shelter. Shelter
4: hats. I'm looking it up
1: right now. Nice. They
4: make gaiters and gloves and shirts and stuff oh, yeah, too. But... Cool.
1: Sweet. Was well, uh, anybody I, else or? That's it for me. That's it for you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, what about you, man?
3: Um. Uh, what was it? for me just bring, shout out to my wife really for, uh, you know, dealing with me being away from home. Uh, hey, should shout was,
1: out, shout out to your wife for calling you at the opportune moment. So yeah, exactly. You just lay the yeah. smack
3: down. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, you know, just this drive for me was about four hours. So, um, and I actually made the drive back after the tournament. So I was got back close to midnight. So that was quite a drive, but, um, I mean, yeah, I couldn't be doing any, couldn't be doing any of this if, if it wasn't for her. Um, I have two dogs at home, and one is pretty young, and she just watches over him. So, um, Attic, yeah, yeah. And the other, you know, shout out to uh, um, to Marvin um, from KFNW for putting this together. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's really putting in the work to try to bring uh, some more sponsors and whatnot here into. To the Pacific Northwest. Like I said like Josh was saying, we're about two, three years behind. And you know, I started kind of when this kinda of all started too. And we've been trying to build since then. Um, and it's definitely every year you know, it's getting bigger. Um, heck yeah.
2: I mean, there's definitely a huge outdoor scene that mm-hmm. out that region anyway.
1: Well and I think that's kind of what puts it kind of slow on the fishing side is because as Josh went to it the big game trout the salt water, like there's so much other that's just so like a, a much bigger entity out there. And like I said, like for us, like we don't even think bass fishing when we think that far. you know I, when I think Midwest, I think trout fishing or you know stuff like that. but uh, I, I've been doing this long enough doing this recap show. I've been doing this for three years and I, I can see the patterns and growth across the country and it's definitely been that way. Like y'all, the Canada groups, like it's definitely getting bigger. So that's awesome. And, you know, hopefully it continues to get bigger. I'm hoping that the national scene starts to include the West coast, the Pacific Northwest, you know um, you got other great, great tournament entities too. We've got, um, I don't know if y'all have seen the news about the, the new river series thing that the uh, drew Gregory and them are starting up um i know that it will eventually make its way that way because of how they're running it looking for you know scenic riverways with historical places around and stuff like that and then yeah, you've got the a cool uh, place for them to go absolutely
4: say the columbia river would yeah. be great for that <laughs> mm-hmm. and
1: then you got the all american kayak series that does a uh, mostly like the, the central north central kind of stuff but they've had their hands around and expanding and getting word out too so I think uh I think it's just gonna continue to grow, you know, as long as the uh you know country doesn't fold up too soon. Uh, I think kayak fishing will be doing just fine. Yeah. yeah. It's on its way. Yeah. That's right. right.
2: And I gotta say, awesome. I've been looking at these hats since we talked about it out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I
4: got a I got a link for you. you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, That's hit awesome. me up with that link. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, again, guys, we appreciate y'all coming on. We don't want to take any more of your time up, uh, but congrats again, and uh, yeah. hope you thanks enjoyed it. Us. We definitely enjoyed having y'all on, man. Yeah, yeah for good having me. you guys on. Yeah. Anytime. Awesome. Yeah. We'll see y'all next time, and good luck with the rest of your year. All right, thanks. Thank you. Right, peace. Nice. Did you already yeah. order one of those hats?
2: Uh, I'm working on it, trying to figure out what size I need to get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, they're cool.
1: Heck yeah. Well, uh I'm going to go ahead and roll into our tournament recap cuz I got,
3: yeah. got, we, got couple, we got a lot this time. Got a like couple pages into a... the <laughs>
1: season, so we've got everything kind of closing up. You got classics and state championships and stuff like that. So, uh first up on the list, the NACA Classic on the Tennessee River Chain. So, this is uh my clubs the classic at the end of the year, they did it uh, from Pickwick Dam to Nickajack Dam and two day tournament. And they did it, it's not listed on here, but they did it like it started, uh, I think, on Friday at midday or something yep. like that. I can't remember, but it goes all the way through like a norm, normal tournament hours on Saturday. Yeah. But uh, 36 anglers in that one, uh, first place, Randall Wallace with 97 and three quarter inches. Not surprised uh, there. Nope, and I guarantee it was on Gunnersville. Yeah,
2: uh, I think second... uh, I think of somebody, some people that fish that's Gunner, that one of the events you're going to talk about uh, saw some of those NACA guys out there.
1: Oh, I'm sure of it. <laughs>
2: hammering fish.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, second place, Josh Tanner, ninety three and a half. Congrats to Josh. Josh ended up taking home the Kusa X that dugout donated as well. Um, to random draw, and then third place to David Mayfield, 91 and a quarter, and congrats to him for finally winning AOI, because he's come close like a lot, but he sealed it up this year with that third place. Um, Next up, here's a little bit of a different one, the Hobie Fishing European Championship on Lake Asunden in Sweden. Uh, Pike, Perch, and Zander, 44 anglers, six fish limit per day. First place stands Slora with 647 combined centimeters. Uh, sounds like a lot, I guess. Uh, second place, Florian and If you can. What's <laughs> it? Uh, 647 centimeters. Okay. 254 inches. Nice. Yeah. That's so, 254 inches? Yeah. Over six fish?
2: That's what it looks like.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to look these up and see what kind of fish these are. I mean, I know yeah. what pike and perch are, and I know perch aren't that big. <laughs> but I mean, uh, There
2: might be some giant pikes, so. though.
1: Yeah. Uh, second place, Florian Leonard with 645. Third place, Robin Eckwall with 642 42-inch average. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, um. Next up on the list, the Bluegrass Kayak Anglers of Cedar Creek Lake. 37 anglers, mm-hmm. I love that
2: limits. place. I wish
1: I could have fished that. <laughs> First place, Adam Shepard with 93 inches. Second place, Paul Avril with 89 and three quarters. And third place, Dustin uh, Feeg with 87 and a half. Uh, moving on from there, the Queen City uh, kayak anglers on Lake Murray. 100 anglers in this one. They're coming in four fish limit. First place, Jeremy Heath with 73 and a quarter. Barely beaten out second place, Nick Huddleston with 73 inches. Third place, Robbie Sinker with 71 and a quarter. Uh, next up, the Ontario Kayak Bass Trail, Tri Lake event on Buckhorn. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Chimon Pigeon Upper Buckhorn, Little and Big Bald Lakes. That is more than three. Uh, two day okay. tournament. Yeah. <laughs> they call it Tri Lake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two day tournament, hundred and four anglers in that one. Uh, first place Chris Boyd with one seventy two and a half. Second place John Dean with one sixty eight and a quarter. And third place John F- uh, Fulford with. 168 uh,
2: yeah we're next have to get one of those on like, sometime yeah well it sounds like that's like their last event so maybe we'll try to get somebody from that one
1: yeah definitely uh moving on the clash on the Juniata River uh the kayak anglers of Laurel Highlands versus the kayak anglers of central Pennsylvania. 33 anglers, first place Josh Sims, 92 and three quarters, second place Scott Hoover with ninety-one and a half. Oh, this is the one that uh me and Old Lord, I just drew a blank, me and the noob, Sean, we were talking about last week. This is the one he was going going after. Oh, okay. Um Ryan Reardon, third place with 90 and three quarters. Congrats to those guys. Have to hit up Sean and see how he did. <sighs> Uh, Next up, the Tennessee Bass Nation Kayak State Championship on Lake Gunnersville two-day tournament, 90 anglers, five-fish limit. Why are you going to bring this one up? (laughs) I know it. First place, Ethan Jett with 188 inches. Uh, Second place, Jordan Marshall with 187 and three-quarters. And third place, Corey Racer with 186 and a quarter. And not up there on that list, Gary Johnson.
2: (laughs) No, not even close. (laughs) But Uh, what was really cool is that, so Ethan and Jordan where Jordan was first and Ethan was second at the native event a couple of weeks ago and they flipped in this one.
1: Oh, that's cool.
2: They battled each other two two events in a row and Ethan that's got him this time by a quarter inch. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that was a tough one for me. I was just not in it, but there were some, <laughs> there was a lot of, there was a lot of good fish caught in that one. I think all the way down to 12th place had 90 inches or something like that out of 90 anglers nice Uh, all the way down to like i had 76 something on the first day and i was like in 39th place i was like
1: good good fishing (laughs) then yeah so uh next up the kayak anglers of western pennsylvania the rivers edge still city classic lower allegney and kiski rivers 57 anglers first place drew gregory jumped in on that one 88 and a half Second place, Adam Milstead with 84 and a quarter. And third place, Jeffrey Rabbit with 81 and a half. Next up, the Badger State Kayak Championship in lacrosse. Uh, Two-day tournament, Saturday was pool six and seven. Sunday was pools eight and nine, 40 anglers. First place, Joshua Gouger with 171 and three quarter. Second place, Chong Vang with 163 and a half. And third place, Todd Martins with 161. Uh, next up was the Wisconsin Bass Nation State Championship, also uh, lacrosse. Uh, same exact results as the previous. So, <laughs> yes. congrats to those guys again. It's not not often that the standings stay exactly the same. Was it like uh, the same amount of anglers and everything? Yeah. Well, no, it's different. So only twenty seven anglers, but same first, second, and third. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. So congrats to those guys on uh, double double podiums um next up the kayak anglers of missouri trail stop number seven on mark twain 39 anglers first place john stickley with 73 and a half second place christian blaine with 71 and a quarter and third place brian kelly with 71 and a quarter as well next up the bass and kayak fishing club on toledo Bend. um first place, 26 anglers first place jason housey with 87 and a half. second place kaylon johnson with 87 and a quarter third place edward baroque with 79 and three quarters just a few toledo more. Bend.
2: Those are kind of low limits I guess for Toledo Bend
1: Yeah, my mind I'd imagine more in the high 90s for that Um, Moving up from there The Kayak Anglers Association of Central Arizona On Roosevelt Lake 29 anglers First place Daniel Mern with 80 and a quarter Second place Patrick Talibus with 79 and a quarter And third place Don Hill with 72 and a half Um, Moving on from there we will hit the River Runners event at Choptank and Tuckahoe Creek in Maryland. Twenty-eight anglers. This was a tough one. Uh, first place, Becky Robinson, the only angler to catch a limit with sixty-three and a quarter for five. Ooh. Second place, Gordy Killen with half, 55 and a half. Fifty-five and a half, and third place, Matt Littleton with fifty-two. And last up, the Urban Angler Club and Puttingstone Lake out in california it's a small watercraft shore anglers boats under 14 foot no gas motors float tubes kayaks and canoes 35 anglers five fish limit first first place jonathan demonet with 86 and a three-quarter not not a new name that we see on these lists second place jeff Bolin with 72 and three-quarters and third place john toscano with 68 and three-quarters and that is it for tournaments last week (sighs) Fun show, glad glad to talk to some uh, Pacific Northwesterners. Hear about yeah. some awesome fishings and some freaky fish. Uh, big old twenty three inch smallie. and uh, it's a massive smallmouth. Yeah, it's a country. monster.
2: Uh, but it's cool to hear about a like a healthy fishery too. That's
1: a healthy fishery life. that nobody wants there. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, like blows my mind. But uh, yeah, it'd yeah, be nice it, to
2: be able to go out and do that on some of our lakes sometimes it seems like they just get destroyed and you can't can't even buy a bite sometimes heck yeah
1: well folks we appreciate y'all coming in with us this week we hate to jump out of here so fast but you've been with us for an hour and 22 minutes at this point and if we stay on here too much longer it's not going to upload correctly to our other platforms so with that it was good talking bye. to you we appreciate yeah. you bye goodbye goodbye <laughs> goodbye no, goodbye Bye uh, next time uh, Yeah, we appreciate y'all listening. And for all of our new listeners, if you're coming to us from the Pacific Northwest, uh, thanks to these guys that we just had on. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, share us, all podcast platforms, YouTube and Facebook, and hear more of this if you like tournament recap or check out our other shows. If you're getting into the kayak fishing, you do a little saltwater, you want to hear about a little area, some stuff to do around where these tournaments are being held. We've got all that coverage here on the Paddle and Fin Network. But uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Peace. Yeah.